Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. Blue Spanish eyes, teardrops are falling from your Spanish eyes. That's right, we're the podcast that explores the show, The Simpsons, from seasons 11 and beyond. Why 11 and beyond, you ask? Well, we know there are plenty of other podcasts out there that explore seasons 1 through 10, or the golden age of The Simpsons, and we want to find out if there's great things in those later episodes that people seem to have forgotten. I can't do this on my own, so I have help. I'm half-annoyed grunt boy Steve, and with me, as always, is... The other half-annoyed grunt boy, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, you know, I just realized hmm. that... Uh... I guess we could celebrate here. This is uh, our two-year anniversary. You're right. Yeah. I think our first episode dropped uh, January 30th, 2019. And our record date of this episode is actually uh, February 1st, 2021. So I'll say this is our two-year anniversary episode. So you know what that means. What's that? Well, this calls for a celebration. I will. Did you think we would make it two years? No. Do you think the pandemic helped? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, not helped with, you know, nearly half a million deaths. So, so sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I, I like to look at this as like our, um, uh, we're going to our year three, right? Yeah. We did, uh, the first year was our freshman year. So like our freshman 15, meaning uh, 15 out of the 52 episodes we did, we're, we're passing. Exactly. <laughs> Listenable. Uh, our sophomore year last year you know that's you're trying a little harder mm-hmm. you're making but, some gains you're right you're getting you're figuring stuff out now i feel like we're we're doing this year three here it's it's like our junior year this is this is the year that we really need to uh, uh hunker down and 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 get things done faster do a lot more work because we want to get to that year four, our senior year where we can slack off a little bit you know only take four periods yeah so we need to stop focusing on drugs and girls start <laughs> hitting those books yeah and then year four we can start focusing on drugs and the girls that will ignore us exactly or we can maybe think of this more like uh the harry potter harry potter verse so we're, we're on year three now we're on prisoner of azkaban mm-hmm. we're gonna find out Sirius black was spoilers our um godfather nice <laughs> yeah it's it's been a fun fun two years i'm i'm you know it seems like we've been doing this a lot longer it's true i mean that's not an insult or uh <laughs> no it just i don't remember not doing this yeah yeah. And also, I'm I'm genuinely impressed with both of us for, you know, keeping this up for two years and never missing a record or, you know, we right. really an episode every week. It's great. Yeah, we've we've done it every week. So this is technically our 160th. No, <laughs> shooting the gun there. It's technically our 106th episode we've talked about. Now, we do this podcast, like you said in the intro, that we at random watch seasons 11 beyond. And that's our shtick. But I thought it'd be interesting if we actually... D- started this podcast like we did two years ago where would we be if we actually watched the simpsons in chronological order so we if we actually did start with season one and just progressed steve without looking at your computer oh wow where do you think we would be right now if we were doing our 106th episode where would we be season wise oh man so i'm gonna say season so it's like the early well the first episode or the first season only had 13. Don't overthink it. Just give right. me a number. I'm going to say season five. Very close, Steve. We would be on season six right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The 106th episode would be season six, episode three, another Simpsons clip show. Huh. So we would be reviewing 
today another Simpsons clip show, Wow! which I thought would be interesting because it's a clip show. This is our two-year anniversary. What better way than to celebrate than doing the clip show of this podcast, putting out uh, clips from our favorite moments from this podcast in the past few years. Wow, that sounds great. So uh, I told Steve about this earlier. He's compiled some of his favorite clips from our podcast, and I've compiled some of my favorites. So um, I'll go ahead and uh, play some of the past two years that we really enjoyed from our podcast here. So I'm going to hit uh, clip one. Here we go. Oh, man. Homer sure is funny. I liked that scene. It made me laugh. I, I think I think it, it, it holds true. I think that that scene was great. Yeah, I think it really captured uh, one of the things that we like about The Simpsons. Homer. Yeah. Um, now, if you don't mind, I'd like to play a clip for you. Man, Mr. Burns is rich and old. Oh, man. I remember when you said that. I was just like taken back. I'm like, whoa, someone had to say it and it had to be you. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, when you think about it, he is pretty rich and they do depict him as being an old elderly man. Well, Steve, I have another clip here and I think a lot of our fans might know what's coming. Whoa, Steve, that Lindsay Nagel, she's really got me going. She's a sexy babe. Remember when we said that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were pervs back then. Uh, We've really come a long way. Speaking of come a long way, what do you got for us? Uh, Well, here's one. Bart, what a hellraiser. He's an underachiever. And I think he might take pride in that fact. You know, when you said that, I never occurred to me, but uh, I'm, I'm glad you did. Well, thank you. I, I, I feel like we both kind of learn mm-hmm. from each other and we grow as people as we do this podcast. Yeah. You know, besides like talking about The Simpsons, we talk about a lot of personal things, too. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd uh, bring some personal things, uh, clips from, from previous episodes that I that I think make, you know, a lot of sense. There you go. Here's one of mine. Steve, did I ever tell you that I like James Bond, Star Trek and Taylor Swift? Oh, man, that was deeply personal. And I really appreciate you like opening up like that. Do you have one for me about your yeah. personal life? Let's uh, play clip four. Craig, I like Spider-Man. I like G.I. Joe's and I like coffee and I don't care who knows it. So deep, so deep. Yeah, I mean, it shows that I'm not just like a one dimensional person that I have like multiple facets of, of things, you know? It's true. There are times where we get into heated debates on the show. Um, I figure we'd play this clip from one of our heated debates. That's a uh, real clip 17. Steve, I like this episode. Craig, I didn't care for this episode. But this episode had jokes. But they weren't funny. Well, I laughed. Well, I didn't. Well, I'm still going to give this episode a B plus. I'm going to give this one a B minus. All right. See you next week. All right. Bye bye, friend. Oh, man. That 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 clip there made still still a little, you know, mad about it. But uh, (laughs) what are you going to do? Tensions were high. I, you know, we both said things we probably regretted afterwards, but I'm glad that we can make amends. Yeah. But you know, at the end of it, this podcast is really about friendship. And so I want to play clip uh, 19 for you. I like The Simpsons, and I like watching it with you. Hey, Steve, I agree. I, too, like watching this program that we talk about. Oh, that was a deep clip. Yeah, I, I usually don't get that emotional, but uh, yeah. It was tough. It was tough. Well, these two years, great stuff. <laughs> yeah, we've really come a, far, a long way from our humble days back in, in, you know, when we did this. But Steve, do you have any other uh, memories to look upon this podcast? Hmm. Well, no. But okay. when I think about our podcast, I think about different values that are important to me. Honesty, valor, and dignity. And speaking of dignity, let's talk about what we're watching this week. Why, it's Homer versus Dignity. Oh, yeah, that episode. Yeah. 
think that was from season 12, episode 5, probably from the year 2000, maybe on November 26th. That sounds about exactly right. Hey, Craig, what happened to be the number one movie in the box office that week? Why, it's everyone's favorite Ron Howard movie. American Graffiti? No. Apollo 13? Try again. Arrested uh, Development, the movie that doesn't exist? <laughs> Not yet. It could be one of your favorite movies as a child. Oh, Willow. No, it wasn't Willow, you fucking idiot. It was the year oh. 2000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, wasn't uh, a child then. No, you were a mere 18. <laughs> An adult, you could have uh, died for this country, and quite frankly, you should have. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you just turned 18 that. Okay. Anyways, uh, it was How the Grinch Stole Christmas featuring uh, uh, James Carey as the Grinch. Oh, uh, yes. That movie that's not at all horrifying to look at. Featuring all-around great person Jeffrey Tambor. Uh, He's in that? Yeah, he plays the mayor. Oh, okay. Hey, Steve, what were we bopping to on the, the Billboard Hot 100? Well, the number one song on that chart was Independent Women Part 1 by Destiny's Child. Question, tell me how you feel about this. Try to control me, boy, you get dismissed. Pay my own funnel and I pay my own bills. Always 50-50 in relationships. The shoes on my feet, I buy. The clothes I'm wearing, I buy. The rock I'm rocking, I buy. Cause I depend on me if I want it. The watch I'm wearing, I buy. The house I live. I know this intro is probably already running long as it is, but I have so much to unwind from this tune. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I like any song that's a survey. <laughs> Question. <laughs> if um, you were there. Back in my KJ days, like this was a song that was requested a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know the song that was, came out. Oh, it's the Charlie's Angels reboot uh, movie with Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu. Theme song. I'm more of an independent woman part two fan. Yeah. No. Uh there was only just the one, Steve. I know. I felt a little. I felt a little slighted by that. Like, you know, <laughs> you can afford to buy all these things, and yet you can't afford to make a sequel to this song that you promised. It's like as a kid too. I kept waiting for Mel Brooks's History of the World Part Two, and never came. <laughs> I know. You know how they're doing all these uh, multiverse movies now? Like it started <laughs> with like the Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Right. And like DC's gonna do the Flashpoint movie. It's gonna have like Michael Keaton Batman, Ben Affleck Batman. Who knows? Maybe Christian Bale. And like the multiverse of madness from Doctor Strange. Where's the Charlie's Angels one? You know, yeah. the, the Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu. They get the new Kristen Stewart one and the, the original OG 1970s. I, I don't know how many of the ladies are still alive, but you know. Yeah. The Charlie's Angels verse, Steve. There's even the 2011 uh, series that they tried to bring back that ran from 2011 to <laughs> 2011. Oh, I don't remember that, but I kind of do. Let's <laughs> cross them with eight episodes. Let's cross them with like the the mini Knight Rider reboots they tried. Oh, yeah, that never happened. Like, they kept on trying that so hard. 
Is the Magnum PI reboot still going on? Or oh, that's a good question. And then you could cross that with the Hawaii Five O. There you go. Yeah, we're just getting all the reboots there. I know. Anyways, uh, Destiny Child. Like, that's a fun tune. It is. I, I I thought it was fun. Whatever happened to the lead singer from that uh, Destiny Child? I don't know. She probably just married some guy and then did nothing. Hey, what what do President Biden and uh, Jay Z have in common? I don't know what. Well, they both stutter and have a big hog. There we go. So, Craig, we're talking about uh, Homer versus Dignity. From uh, season 12, episode 5, Homer asks Mr. Burns to pay for a pay raise after the family have to dress up as a mariachi band and sing for their dinner. But Mr. Burns has a better idea, hiring Homer as his prank monkey, paying him to throw pudding at Lenny, eating an expensive comic book, uh, Spider-Man comic book specifically, in front of comic book guy, and enter the panda enclosure at the zoo in a panda costume. Hey, Steve, I know we're jumping the gun and towards the end of the episodes or like our wrap-up, we was talking about t-shirts, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Whatever I say in the future of this podcast sure get rid of that t-shirt that i said i want a new shirt that just says homer versus kurt van houten's drawing of dignity so it'd be oh like a picture of homer God. homer v and then oh <laughs> the drawing of dignity i would also like to uh unsubmit my shirt idea in the future and go for that too because that's 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 great man that's really yeah. good all right well um let's bring that up at the end of the episode but before we do that let's both smell this glue so we uh We'll forget about what we just said. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. None of we won't remember any of this. That's right. We'll be right back. And we're back. Today we're talking about Homer versus Dignity, the fifth episode of the twelfth season. It originally aired on November twenty-sixth in the year two thousand. It is episode 253 in the show's run. Your nerd code is CABFO4. It was written by Rob Lezebnik, directed by Neil Affleck, and your showrunner is Mike Scully. All right, Rob Lezebnik. We've reviewed a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Like we've been doing the past uh, couple years now. Yeah, I feel like he's shown up a lot. The ones that we did were uh, Baby, You Can't Drive My Car. How about uh, Friend with Benefit? Did we do that one? Uh, Maybe, yeah. The Kids Are All Fight. I know we did that one. Mm-hmm. Homer versus Dignity. We're doing that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess his first uh, writing credit was Treehouse of Horror 11 for Ghost Dad. Ooh. But uh, Homer versus Dignity is his first full-on episode. Nice. He has an episode called Burger Kings. Yum. Which will air uh, in season uh, 32 this season. Very cool. Yeah. Mm, burger Kings. Mm. But really, mm, Burger King. Yeah. It's, it tastes <laughs> like Burger King. Uh, all right. There you go, Robbie. Great. Uh, we have a chalkboard gag. It reads, I am not the sixth Beatle, because, you know, we already know that there are several fifth Beatles. Yeah, I think I'm one of them. I think I could be, too. Uh, we have our famous couch gag that the Simpsons like mm-hmm. to do from time to time. We have uh, the characters of Bart, Lisa, and Marge with Maggie in her hand, and they're doing some skateboarding, and they uh, skate from a ramp to the sofa, and Homer tries to do the same thing, but guess what, Steve? What happens? He falls on his ass and dies. Oh, that's their episode. That'd be great if just one episode, they just die after the credits. <laughs> 21 minutes and 30 seconds of black. <laughs> that's it. But the plot line for this episode was largely derived from the movie, The Magic Christian. Oh, yes. The Magic Christian. When I think of Peter Sellers movies, I think The Magic Christian. 
Don't you, when you were a kid, you were like, uh, want to watch the Pink Panther, and you thought the cartoon was going to be in the whole movie, and it's just in the credits, and you were so disappointed. It's just British people dressed well talking. Yeah. I like, like, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I'd rather watch a linoleum commercial. <laughs> I didn't know what the Magic Christian was. I had to do, I, on occasion, I'll do some research for this podcast. Under protest, though, of course. Of course. Uh, so I looked it up, and Ringo Starr is also in it. He is so the Ringo Starr of the movie. There you go. Um, I think he has second billing, though, actually. Sure. Um, so it's Peter Sellers, Ringo Starr. Uh, what it is is uh, Peter Sellers plays a guy named Sir Guy Grand. He's the richest man in the world, and he adopts a homeless boy, which is Ringo Starr. He plays Youngman Grand, and together they set out to prove that anyone and anything can be bought with money. So they pull out of like spoilers what happens with Burns and, and Homer in this episode. So um, I didn't watch the movie, but uh, I'm kind of curious to see it. Yeah. It doesn't have it doesn't have great scores hmm. on like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, yeah, it's weird that they they pick some like 30 year old. 40 year old movie at that time i don't know it's a parody <laughs> yeah and in it they uh he pays an oxford crew to sabotage a race and finally fills a vat with feces and money yum yum inviting one and all to keep the latter if they don't mind putting up with the former hmm. here's some fun names that are of people that are also in the movie we have uh raquel welch mm. we have sir richard attenborough oh christopher lee he's a vampire i mean uh, in the movie and in real life <laughs> yeah Steve, would you watch this movie? I mean, I'm kind of curious about it just because it yeah. seems so weird. I mean, it's got Peter Sellers and Ringo Starr. All right. Well, enough of the magic Christian. Let's get on with the magic Simpsons. All righty. Uh, so our episode proper begins inside of the restaurant, The Singing Sirloin, home of ballads and salads. <laughs> uh, the Simpsons uh, are there to share and celebrate Bart's first A, complete with a cake, a crown made of the letter A, and a chorus of employees singing one of their famed ballads. Happy birthday, Bart Simpson. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. Now that our son is an honor student, I'm going to get one of those bumper stickers that informs strangers of that fact. Just a cotton picking minute. I've been getting A's since Jimboree. What do you want, a medal? You gave Bart one. <laughs> Love you. An A in astronomy. How'd you do it? I just buckled down and studied. <laughs> no, really. Well, it all started last week in Krabappel's class. I love Elisa's line reading of uh, just a cotton picking minute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's right to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but Bart never achieves, you know? He's an underachiever. It's almost like he takes yeah. pride in it. Right. Did you think before we find the explanation that Bart might have cheated? Seemed possible. Uh, he didn't, Steve, because he recounts himself attempting to force a hamster and lizard to breed by uh, doing what kids do by pressing their bodies. You know, like you had like your Barbie and G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if it was your Barbie. It was probably your sister's. But yeah, also, I wouldn't force that upon the G.I. Joe because Barbies are like three inches taller. Maybe a He-Man. He-Man smash. Yeah. Go, Joe. Go, what was the lady uh, G.I. Joe? Well, there is Cover Girl, Lady J. This is Lady uh, J. That's something. So maybe yeah. Lady J and uh, He-Man Smash. Yeah, I mean. 
Tila can do uh, Riptide. Is that one of them? Yeah, it is. Ripcord. Yeah, okay. Probably both ones. Yeah. I had the turtles, but I didn't have April Neal. So mm. it was just uh, brotherly love. There you go. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> Bart's uh, smashing the hamster and uh, the lizard together to make a to make a, a baby. Mm-hmm. Doing some uh, crossbreeding, I guess. Two two people walk into the 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 room there, and it's Krabappel and Skinner. This is they must be dating at the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're looking to get down and nasty. Ooh. Yeah. So as the teacher and principal take to Martin Prince's desk to make a cootie call, the uh, horrified eyes of the classroom hamster and lizard look on, and Bard, looking to avoid the lurid act, hides in the coat closet. In order to further distract himself, for the first time in his life, education was the answer. So as Seymour exclaims, Come on, Edna, don't be tardy. Uh, Bart just focuses on the poster in the closet, showing the then nine planets and their order from the sun. Poor Pluto. Poor, poor Pluto. Way to go, Neil deGrasse Tyson, for ruining so many children's lives. Yeah. Bart's done telling the story. Can we go back to the restaurant? And uh, Bart goes on to say that when uh, it was time for the test, the answers were stuck in his brain. You know, it's like a whole different kind of cheating. So I guess maybe he did cheat. Yeah. A study cheat. Uh, anyways, Marge tells her son how proud she is. And then a server comes to the table to inform Homer that his credit card has been declined. Oh, no. One quick question. When did we learn about the planets? Like, I feel like the fourth. Wait, Bart's in the fourth grade, right? No, third grade. Yeah, he's in fourth grade. That seems a little late. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems like first or second grade stuff. In in fact, that the only test was (laughs) what order are they? (laughs) Yeah. Name them in order. Yeah. Steve, can you name them in order? (laughs) My very uh, eager... (laughs) Vagina, just no, no. No, he he screwed up with vagina. (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) I think vagina comes before you're eager, or sometimes not at all. A lot easier now because you don't have to name eight. Yeah, I just wanted to get you to uh, Uranus. (laughs) It's always foggy where Uranus is at, right? Yes, and it's gassy, (laughs) but it does have rings. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Credit card reader re- repeatedly calls out a deadbeat and Homer reaches into his jacket for another form of payment, but instead just throws a bunch of like business cards at the waiter and the family make a break for it. And so as the uh, family runs off, uh, two of the servers sing, they're getting away, stop them, Mary Kay. And a woman in a stylish pink outfit pulls on the please wait to be seated sign, causing the exits to be bolted shut. I do have to say, it's weird that Mary Kay was dressed like a Mary Kay person. <laughs> I was just going to ask that. Yeah, in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, Mary Kay sells uh, skincare and makeup door to door in a pink car. Yeah. And by night, she's a hostess. I guess that tracks. Um, anyways, uh, Homer wants to know the consequences for not paying his bill. And it turns out, I thought they'd have to wash dishes. But no, they got to sing in a mariachi band. Oh, boy. Because we know that the Simpsons are all uh, skilled mariachi performers. That's right. It's one of their traits, you know. Simpsons roasting on Open Father is a deleted scene where they're practicing their mariachi. Just been just been well established in the Simpsons lore, Steve. Yeah, when uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns, you know, they got with Tito Puente and performed that mariachi song. Yeah, it's all deleted stuff, guys. Just just look at it. Yeah, up. just look in the DVDs. Yeah. Or the hard to find Betamax section. Uh, <laughs> I have them on Laserdisc. So the uh, family plays one song, but the restaurant manager isn't satisfied. While they were technically proficient, the group lacked passion. They give it their all, playing Blue Spanish Eyes. And in the car on the way home, the family ponders how they got themselves into their current financial lows. When did this happen? When did we become the bottom rung of society? 
I think it was when that cold snap killed off all the hobos. Dad, what happened to the back seat? I had to sell it for gas money. Which I spent on a novelty horn. Maybe we should talk to a financial planner. Financial panther, eh? Mr. Simpson, you're a dollar overdrawn. Get him, Sheba! <laughs> I'm on board. Oh, man, the financial panther. Ah. We used to say that all the time. It's from this episode. I know. It's uh, one of those jokes that just gets lodged in my brain that I don't even, didn't even remember what episode it was from. It was just oh, a good time. Yeah, there's a couple of those jokes in this episode for me. I think it's this one and uh, one that's coming up a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, fun bit of trivia. Homer's panther is named Sheba, which is also the same name of Binky's estranged girlfriend in the uh, math draining uh, comic strip Life in Hell. You don't say. I do say. All right. Well, family visits uh, Let's Get Fiscal. It's a financial panther planning place, right? Mm -hmm. Where on a financial panther is concerned that uh, Chief Wiggum hasn't saved for the future. But Clancy explains that he'll get shot three days before retirement. And uh, it's a concept known as retirony. Uh, Lindsay Nagel's there, and she's a financial planter now. More so like she's... a financial cougar. Oh, so uh, she's showing the Simpsons uh, what their fiscal future holds. Well, I see you have several mortgages, credit card debt, no savings, and you're supporting your father? Just give the word and I'll cut him off. I couldn't ask you to do that. Consider it done. Based on these figures, I'm afraid you'll need to declare bankruptcy several times. Just look at this projection. Marge, your posture looks terrible. What's interesting is you'll continue losing money even after you're dead. Your grave sites will go untended and vandalized. <laughs> Mr. Simpson, your intelligence profile indicates that you're too stupid to stick to a budget. Yes, go on. So let me put this simply. You need more money. But how do I get it? I'm a financial planner, not a financial consultant. Sorry. Now, I'd like my fee, please. Hey. I know you're not a deaf mute, Mr. Simpson. We've been talking for the last 20 minutes. I love uh, how their computers are so advanced, mm -hmm. showing the uh, aging process. And then for some reason, the program also has programmed Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> and it just shows them getting older <laughs> and their clothes falling off. Yeah. I do like how Homer is concerned for uh, Marge's posture. Yeah. And uh, we get a nice fun callback there. Throwing the cards again. That's great. Mm -hmm. I love the uh, Mr. Simpson. You're not a deaf mute. We've been talking for the last 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and your intelligent profile shows that you're too stupid <laughs> to understand. Uh, fun scene. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, we're in for a silly one, I believe. Uh, so at the Springfield nuclear power plant, Smithers, who has already disabled the trapdoor button, is asking Mr. Burns for a week off. It seems that he's working on a musical about Malibu Stacy. But Monty finds this concept odd. A show about a doll? What's next? A show about the common house cat? Or the king of Siam? Take that, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, it turns out that Smithers has booked a show in a small theater in New Mexico. It also turns out, uh, much to Mr. Tur uh, Burns' surprise, that there is, in fact, a New Mexico. Figuring that he can amuse himself, Mr. Burns allows his assistant the week off. He then shoots a novelty gun flag into the chest of Waylon Smithers, a la the Joker. Didn't Mr. Burns already use that uh, a New Mexico joke before? Yes, he did. Uh, season five, I believe. 
Way to reuse an old joke, Robert Zabnick. Also, if you think about it, that like aging technology is similar to the one that uh, Lisa had when she visited the dentist. And, oh, right. Yeah. You know, but that was much funnier. Yeah. The dentist, I mean. Right. Like the tooth going through her skull. Exactly. Hilarious. <laughs> Also, New Mexico became the 47th state on February 14th, 1912. Valentine's Day? Which is interesting because also Oregon became a state, I believe, the 32nd on Valentine's Day in 1852. Wow. Is that why our uh, state motto is the state for lovers? <laughs> yes, and because we steal things from other states. <laughs> right, Austin, Texas? That's true. Uh, was I supposed to book Austin, Texas on the show? It <laughs> sounds like a porn star. I'm sure it is. Yep. <laughs> Did you just look it up now? No. Oh. I mean, <laughs> well, I guess we can. Austin. Well, it's like uh, probably like Austin Tex ass, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Have I told you my uh, my uh, porno t- name? Well, I didn't know you were a porno, but okay, go for it. Luke Warm. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like these other people whose names like Johnny Fuck or Joey Jizz. Um, Jizz. Like, I just want, like, I want to be honest. And so, lukewarm. You know where you're going to get. Oh, I don't have a poor name. Let me think here. Uh, how about uh, uh, Lord Wigglebottom? That works. <laughs> we'll be British. Ooh. Uh, there is, in fact, a... Lord Wigglebottom. Bottom. <laughs> um, there is a... Wow. Not only is there a porno star named Austin, Texas, there's also a very big pornography <laughs> community in Austin huh. to the point where in 2017... They ha- there's a list of the top 11 porn stars from Austin, Texas. I mean, you got to keep Austin weird, right? There you go. Yeah. I'll I'm be stop looking at this pornography. <laughs> I'll be Jeremy's iron. Actually, that works. All right. Hey, Smithers is gone, Steve. Uh, Burns takes to the plant for some entertainment. First up, he encounters a vending machine. Oh, ah, a candy shop. Yes, I'll take two pounds of Bristol's toffee. Oh, and don't wrap it too tightly. I'm hungry now. You've made a powerful enemy today, my friend. Wow, i never seen you have so many lunch beers before, Homer. Oh, I concur. Word of day calendar. I'm just trying to work up the courage to ask Burns for a raise. Or a highly paid internship. Something to solve my money woes. Hmm, this must be some sort of cafetorium. Oh, here's your chance, Homer. Mr. Burns just entered the room. What is this? Some kind of force field around these vegetables. That's the sneeze guard. You have to lean under it to get salad or sneeze on stuff. I love that Carl's word of the day is conquer, but he said concur. Also, he's showing off his word of the day calendar on November 10th. Which means that he's had it for 11 months, can, presumably. <laughs> and now he's just bringing it to work. Does it say what day it is? Uh, no, it does not. But let's see if this was 2000. <laughs> I was going to say, because then the, theoretically the next day they probably have off for uh, your birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. November 10th was a Friday. So. Yeah. Well, then they would have they should have had Friday off then. If if uh, if a holiday lands on a weekend, 
like yeah, I mean, Saturday, it should you should have that Friday off. Maybe they gave if it's on Monday. a Sunday, you should have the Monday off. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I say about this? Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> we just encountered a blunder, so I figure. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, uh, what else? Not clip there. Um, you know, Burns is old timey capitorium type of language mm-hmm. that's always good at <laughs> the end there with uh, you gotta put your head under the sneeze guard if you want the salad or just sneeze on things <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah also the uh homer like uh getting at you know talking about getting a raise or a highly paid internship i thought that was great yeah downing four beers to oh yeah forgot that <laughs> the afternoon beers the lunch mm-hmm. beers God, so good <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so Homer finally musters up the courage to ask for a raise. Mr. Burns gives uh, Homer 30 seconds to impress him. And uh, Homer offers that he's uh, working out the plan for a long time. He has a wife with a game leg. His kids also have some game things. <laughs> and then uh, Burns stops Homer and explains that he's bored. The joyous old man looking for he's looking for a LARF. So initially Homer tries to think of like topical news. Uh, but perhaps he should have been uh, thinking of a tapioca news. Burns instructs Homer to throw a cup of pudding at Lenny. And uh, I think one of my favorite things uh, comes up right now. But Lenny, but he's a war hero. Well, let's decorate him then. No. Not even for four dollars? Ow, my eye. I'm not supposed to get pudding in it. No. That was capital. My lung is aching. I liked when I threw the pudding. Do it again. I'll make it an even eight. You're the boss. Ow, I'm in hell. (laughs) Let's keep the laughs coming, eh, Simpson? Let's say I make you my executive in charge of recreation. No, no, better yet, my prank monkey. Do you keep giving me money? I can't have my little monkey running around in rags. Woohoo! What are you doing, man? That's Carl. Let me help you. Uh, all right. Well, uh, favorite line has to be uh, you can't get put in uh, Lenny's eye. <laughs> it's, like... it's yeah, it's like an ongoing joke now. In the Simpsons kind of like Lenny always gets stuff in his eye. Yeah. And this is maybe not the first, but one of the earliest instances of that. Um, I also like the line. He's a war hero. So decorate him. <laughs> what war? Um, the war of Coke versus Pepsi. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I like the end, too, with uh, not Carl. <laughs> That's another runner is that everybody loves Carl. And right. Icelandic heritage. Uh, fun scene there, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burns takes uh, Carl to the Iowa station, uh, which takes us to our second act where the uh, mischief continues. This time at the Androids Dungeon and Baseball Card Shop, where one Jeff Elberson, better known as Comic Book Guy, is gorging on marshmallow peeps. As he consumes his hundredth, he wishes that the uh, real chicks went down so easy. This is uh, kind of a gross line. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as Mr. Burns points out, that comic book fellow is calmly eating candy like a common Spaniard. <laughs> I don't understand that line that Burns said, but I thought it was funny. Isn't, am I laughing? Is that racist? Uh, it is, but it's also the intent. So <laughs> it's okay. Because it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so Homer walks into the shop to request uh, Spider-Man number one. Yeah, she really should have asked for it. Amazing Spider-Man number one. It's true. Uh, comic book guy says uh, he'd like to have an hour on the holodeck with a seven of nine. But when uh, Homer offers a suitcase full of money, the uh, shop owner is happy to oblige using the uh, key around his neck and the code 007. Really bad password, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he causes the copy of the old web heads first issue 
budget of here priced at $20,000. So Homer denies a CBG's uh, offer for the paper or Mylar bag. Instead, just rips the pages of the book and starts eating them. It's some sort of disgusting beast. This sounds like it's editorialized here. Um, it's, it's gross. Why would you eat a comic book? <laughs> Especially an old one, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the newsprint would be really gross and like yeah. it would change the color of your tongue. Ugh. Anyways, a comic book guy reacts uh, in horror as that Marvel milestone is downgraded from mint to good to fat to poor. All right, deep dive real quick here. Sure, sure. So Amazing Spider number one. I think it was the first appearance of... Uh, the, whoever the villains was the chameleon maybe could be the chameleon i'm trying to remember yeah so twenty thousand dollars for a mint copy it's not bad there's currently a 8.5 graded amazing spider-man number one on ebay going for half the price of that really 8.5 out of 10 so that's a really good copy yeah i'm looking at it right now you can buy it now um steve if you're interested because mm -hmm. it is ten thousand dollars if you're interested you could pay for 24 months with paypal credit for easy 417 dollars a month that's pretty months. reasonable i do have paypal credit so so uh yeah just don't tell laura <laughs> don't tell her that 417 dollars for the next two years is going to amazing spider number one now as a comic book fan mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's great to have that one but that's not spidey's first appearance you want no, amazing fantasy uh, 15 number, yeah number 15 so i'm wondering why they chose this comic book i don't really care i'm guessing that at the time the spider-man movie was probably fairly popular that's true i do have a little bit of a blunder though oh go for it uh so they do show the spider-man comic looking fairly much fairly like, quite a bit like the original yeah. however there is like a a logo on the cover of the magazine that says two great feature-length spider-man thrillers that they do not show oh no yeah. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Um, there's also another amazing Spider-Man number one on eBay right now. It's only a 7.0. Hmm. It's going for 9735 So why would you just... It's almost the same price as the 8.5. I would just upgrade to the 8.5. Yeah, live it up. Right. All right, Steve. I'll, I'll buy you a couple, all right? No, thanks. I'll probably eat them in front of you, though. <laughs> Disgusting. Also, he said near mint. So, I mean, I guess 20000 might be fine. But now that comic book guy has $20,000, he could probably find another copy for less right but he also has twenty thousand dollars right now you should you should close the shop for the day i think so he could buy 100 tacos and still have <laughs> nineteen thousand nine hundred dollars left um homer grabs a peep on his way out and is congratulated by a cackling burns oh can we talk about how much peeps are gross oh yeah peeps are awful we've probably talked about it on the podcast before but that's a really gross scene i i would rather eat the comic book than peeps steve i'm gonna agree with you actually <laughs> Um, also, he's eating peeps in November. Oh, so they're probably like really stale now. Yeah, I mean, I know that they do come out with like Halloween, Halloween peeps, but still, ugh, peeps are gross. The only peeps I want in my mouth are my friends. What? That makes sense to me. <laughs> Who am I, Army Hammer? Uh, he likes to eat people, Steve. Yep, he's a cannibal. Let's just stop going down <laughs> rabbit holes. Alrighty. Homer requests payment. Monty gives it by hurling a wad of cash around him. And as Homer gets on his hands and knees to pick up the bills, he's run over by a passing cyclist. So Mr. Burns comments that his new assistant is way more fun than his previous one. We head over to the Albuquerque Theater, where Malibu Stacy the musical is underway. Meanwhile, the next prank for Homer is planned at the uh, Springfield uh, Stadium men's room and involves Homer wearing a diaper. You're so much more fun than Smith is. Why, he doesn't know the meaning of the word gay. Sold separately. Sometimes I feel like I've been sold. 
separately but out of the box I find you poseable lovable just like me this is better than a movie why Little help? Little help, please. I made a boom boom. Ah, oh, Not where gross. I pee. Get that out of here. The line in the ladies' room is far too long, and so I hope you don't mind if I... Oh! Baby made a boom boom. Oh, good heavens! Oh! <laughs> here you go, monkey. <laughs> All right, a few things from that clip again. Sure. One of my favorite lines there is the uh, patron at the at Malibu Stacy. And this is better than a movie. Why? <laughs> Uh, those look like like I've only spent a couple weeks in New Mexico, but those look like people in New Mexico. Oh, that's fun. They're like was, rich, yeah. rich old white people who come to the town to retire and buy art. <laughs> Do they have a lot of turquoise in their collection? Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, tribal things. Yeah, like indigenous people. <laughs> yeah, they like while trying to celebrate it, just kind of exploit it. Do they wear um, full linen like suits, but also flip flops? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, you could smell the amount of uh, aftershave from, like, three miles away. Yep. You've, you've been to New Mexico, then. <laughs> I've been to Arizona. <laughs> Close enough, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, New Mexico is a bit more liberal, and it's, uh, it's like, uh, Santa Fe is a great place. But, yeah, it's worth the trip, I feel. I've always wanted to go because I've heard that uh, that's where Dr. Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap, uh, that's where the Quantum Leap Project is at. So I, I got to go find it so I can time travel. Absolutely. I want to see uh, Ziggy. Like the the bald man? No, the comic strips? Yeah, Ziggy. I want to see Funky Winkerbean. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see him later. Okay. The, uh, what was her name? The, oh, my lady. Uh, I believe it's Lady Vanderbilt, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I like how she's wearing a Marge Chanel outfit, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so absurd, you know, like coming to, to over-explain what's going on. That's why she's yeah. there. But I mean, that's the point. I think it's hilarious. I also love, it's a very, like, Hard to hear line, but uh, when Homer first appears on the ground and he's like, I made a boom boom and, and the and the men are all like disgusted. And he's like, not where I pee. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so disgusting that. And it is like so humiliating and disgusting, too. Like, as a viewer, you're like, oh, yeah, it's gross. I made a boom boom earlier, Steve, but not where I pee. <laughs> oh, OK. It's good that you have separate rooms for <laughs> ones and twos. You don't? No, I'm a plebe. <laughs> I have two outhouses. Ooh. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to pee in the hose? Yes, I think so. Back to the Simpsons, Steve, here. We're in Dr. Hibbert's office there, and the Simpsons kids are getting uh, six years of uh, inoculations. Hopefully they got uh, the Pfizer one or Moderna. Moderna. Yeah. So <laughs> Homer hands the good doctor, not that one, a wad of cash, and he asks for a round of polio shots, or should I say anti-polio <laughs> This is great. Like, takes out the bigger needle. So, the doctor was going to give the kids. They give Lisa great. polio. Yeah. Uh, Steve, do you want to see Lisa in an iron lung? <laughs> I mean, maybe. 
Marge asks uh, Homer uh, where he got that ball of cash. And Homer says that he's been doing some side projects for Mr. Burns. When Grill for Details, Homer explains that uh, it's just business stuff, you know, downsizing, e-solutions, the glass ceiling, throwing out all those uh, words, uh, what do they call power? No, uh, yeah, buzzwords. Like buzzwords, yeah. Yeah, buzzwords there. Um, Marge is proud of her homie, though the kids are a little less happy uh, to thank their father for the shots they got. And now we take our fun episode <laughs> to the Springfield Zoo, where Burns is uh, preparing for the next prank located at the Pandemonium Panda Exhibit. Uh, outside the display, Milhouse is asking his father for a panda cone, which is a cute little cone made of black and white ice cream. Kirk learns that his uh, son's child support money was spent because weekday dad wanted a DVD player. Wasn't it like only 68 bucks that he sends? Yeah. With, <laughs> a cheap DVD player. Especially for the year 2000. Because, I mean... Because I think I got... No, I got my first DVD player around 2000. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still probably a couple hundred dollars, I would assume. Yeah, it was uh, probably 2000, 2001. I think it was, like, $230. Yeah, that that. sounds about right, yeah. I think it lasted for a good year or two (laughs) before it crapped out. Yeah, I remember when I had my DVD-VCR combo. Full disclosure, I'm staring at a DVD-VHS like 20 inch tube tv right now it's in the den (laughs) it still works the dvd player no the vhs though better platform man i love some vhs yeah actually i don't uh wasted so much money on that so back to the uh the fun day at the zoo Mm -hmm. here's the prank steve yeah so the crowd believes that an anonymous donor has given the zoo a new female panda named simsim who's also a skilled dancer, particularly doing the Lindy Hop. In reality, the rare Chinese panda, guess what, Steve? It's going to be Homer in a panda suit. Oh, interesting. So the announcer uh, introduces Sim Sim, and Homer comes out in his bear suit and does a little dance for the crowd. As the 23, 24, and 25 skidoos, the zoo is worried that uh, Homer, or the panda, is a little frisky. So the tenders calm down the beast by shocking it several times. And the announcer explains that the pandas have thick, thick hides, so the electrical shocks are nothing more than a tickle to them. Unfortunately, that is not the case for Homer, who feels a great deal of pain uh, from the shocks. And as his screams of agony go unheard, uh, Lisa realizes there's something horribly wrong with this situation. Sim Sim likes to boogie. Something's wrong. Terribly wrong. Hey, there's our resident bull panda, Ping Ping. With any luck, folks, these two will become very, very close, if you know what I mean. Oh, look, she's presenting. We thought this would take years to happen. Ping Ping just asked Sim Sim to marry him, and I think she just said yes. You ain't going nowhere, cutie. So if you look at Homer's eyes in the costume, like they're so far apart in the mask. Like if you were to take the mask off, like Homer's eyes should be like out where his ears are at. Yeah, it looks weird. It does. That's a really interesting thing to think about. (laughs) When you go inside the costume, it reminds me of like Tony Stark, like inside the helmet, because it's Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden really spacious. So in a way, that's uh, why I like Spider-Man, because his eye, his eye holes are very big. So you don't know exactly where his eyes land on it you know yeah and i like how they move 
you know, for expressions. Mm-hmm. And they do that with the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, what do you want to talk about? Um, How about just a, a reception from this whole part of the episode? Okay, so it was uh, not good. Uh, a lot of harsh reviews, and they said that this was considered one of the f- worst episodes ever, uh, mostly because of the implied sexual assault by a panda. <laughs> There's a critic named Colin Jacobson of the DVD movie guide who, uh, first of all, mentions the New Mexico joke being retread from season five Hmm. and then the uh, implied sexual assault. And uh, Mike Scully blames the fact that no one's seen The Magic Christian for the reason why this movie was not more well regarded. But um, Johnny D of The Guardian wrote that they should change the term jump the shark to raped by a panda. As a as a sign is when the shirt when the show has uh lo- lost some of its yeah. luster. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of strong feelings about uh this episode, this scene in particular. I don't think Homer actually got panda wiener in his butt. Is a panda's dong like so powerful it, it can break through a panda costume? Like I mean maybe I mean, like certain force, but how strong <laughs> Google? How strong is a panda's penis? Working. Hope so. It's a penis. Uh, male giant pandas have an anatomical uh, problem when it comes to sex. They have a disproportionately small penis measuring three centimeters long. Small, you say. That uh, points to the rear. So, yeah. So you're probably right. Uh, Steve's uh, three centimeters to us Amer- Americans is uh, 1.1811 inches. Okay. So, I mean, he's pretty hung. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Is that, um, why, I, is that why? Oh, wait, 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 is that why? Because it's so hard. No pun intended. For pandas, like they always try to have them breed. So I think that's maybe like the point of this whole scene in this episode. Yeah, because pandas, you know, don't the lazy uh, fucks. Literally. Yeah, exactly. And also, maybe the males are just embarrassed, and maybe the girls or the female pandas <laughs> just aren't into it. I do have to congratulate uh, writers who have to write about panda sex because some of their headlines are uh, fun. Everything you always wanted to know about panda sex, but we're afraid to ask. The uncuddly truth about pandas. Pandas, evolution's big, fat, adorable mistake. And my favorite, why panda sex isn't black and white. All right. So does it say anything about girth of a panda's penis? I think I've done enough research from this for one day. <laughs> for one day. But even if it is Come like back to tomorrow. <laughs> free wide, it's still not doing much. Maybe it's more Red Bull can than a Coors Light can. Is in, is in thickness I'm talking. Right. I think the biggest takeaway is that Moe is a pervert. Right, that that line. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's the most offensive part of this scene, I feel. Yeah, calling a panda real cutie. You ain't going anywhere. Man, no. Yeah, okay, fuck you, Mo. Yeah. All right, are are we done with the scene? I think probably we should be. All right. Do we have another clip, maybe, just to get through this? Yeah. All right, Uh, Lisa says something. Dad, the panda was you? Did you see Daddy dance? They all saw me dance. Oh, Dad. So this is your mysterious new job for Mr. Burns. Yes, I humiliate myself for fistfuls of cash. (laughs) Oh, Dad, you have to stop. I know. (laughs) Well done, monkey. That other panda gave some unexpected zazz to the festivities, eh? Maybe for you. How come you didn't rescue me? (laughs) Too busy trying to keep my sides from splitting. It's happened before. (laughs) Monty, say monkey do. What could be better? 
Well, you could treat me with a little respect. Do shut up, you tub of guts. You see, that's what I'm saying. Well, a little do-re-me will smooth this over. He doesn't want your dirty money. Oh, come now. Everyone has his price. Not my dad. Shh, the grown-ups are talking, honey. Dad, how can you put a price on your dignity? She's right. Yes, I may be naked and reeking of panda love, but I've got to stop this before it goes too far. Take that back for $903. I retract my statement. <laughs> Dad! I mean, screw you! I gotta go back to the panda scene real quick. <laughs> okay. It sounds like we, we were uh, justifying it. Uh, no assault is, is justifiable. It's all bad. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, just because he has got a one-inch dick doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. It was no, all wrong. Yeah. I think we were just saying that they probably didn't go there, to Yeah, I don't think Rob but was... that doesn't in, make it right. Yeah, I don't think Rob was in, like was out to, like, say, oh, it's okay. No. Uh, no. Of course, all, all sexual assault is, is wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from bears to humans. And anywhere where the twain shall meet, because they shouldn't. The big takeaway is Mo's a creep. Yeah, Mo is a creep. And uh, the panda scene probably shouldn't have uh, happened. There's a few yeah. things in this episode that shouldn't happen, but uh, we'll get to that soon. I guess. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Homer's finally said no. And so it, it appears that the monkey has evolved into a man, a poor man. Nevertheless, Lisa's proud of her father. But the question remains, what does Homer do with all that dirty, ill-gotten money? Homer offers to throw it in the garbage, but Lisa has another idea. Well, there's lots of needy kids out there. I see what you're saying. I need to buy a gun. No, Dad. You could really brighten the holidays for those less fortunate. You're right. It's time to rebuild my self-esteem. Hey, what happened to... Oh, ah! oh, good Lord, what a week! Excuse me, sir. Yes? I'd like to buy all these toys for some needy children. Is this enough dirty, dirty money? <laughs> Why, it most certainly is. Uh, Mr. Costington, something quite wonderful has happened. Uh, no? Uh, no? Uh, yes! Why, I don't think I've ever seen such generosity. You're a modern-day Kris Kringle, sir. I'm just trying to dig myself out of a pit of shame. Say no more. I've had a bit of a shoe-sniffing problem myself. I'm still not allowed on the third floor. It's okay. Mm -hmm. When uh, Homer offers to throw the money away, and Lisa's like, well, there's a lot of needy children out there. And he's like, maybe I should buy a gun I love to, that shoot, line. to shoot the children. Uh, we have a stroke guy mm -hmm. making an appearance. <laughs> One of my favorite parts with him is just him reaching into the wad, mm -hmm. like, feeling around like, yep, that's enough money. Yeah. And then calling Mr. Cossington, just like, you'll never guess what just happened. And so Cossington <laughs> gives him two scenarios but no the third was right yeah <laughs> so it's like some fat bald man with a wad of cash just comes in and uh, wants to buy toys for all the kids oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also <laughs> the shoe sniffing part exactly uh, i love creeps in this episode i know and i like that he's not allowed on the third floor of his own store a <laughs> yeah. and two that homer responds to that by giving him a hug <laughs> like yeah oh, it's okay i know you're a pervert uh who is Mr. Cossington with his shoe fetish? Quentin Tarantino? Hey, yo. Anyways, uh, Mr. Cossington has got an idea. They got a Thanksgiving Day parade coming up. And Homer is about the right build for a fellow who goes by the name of uh, Chris Kringle. 
Santa Claus, dude. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, so back at 742 Evergreen Terrace, uh, Homer gets his suit fitted and works on his lines. Though, as we know, he's had a little experience playing jolly old Saint Nick. Mm-hmm. Like in uh, that show that we, that episode that we can't watch. Treehouse of Horror. That's right. <laughs> on a Roast of Fire or whatever it's called. I forget. Yeah. Uh, so in downtown Springfield, Tricky Day celebrations are underway as Ken Brockman and guest host Lisa Gibbons uh, hosts a parade on an 80 degree Thanksgiving thanks to global warming. Lisa describes the parade sponsorship while Lisa Simpson almost makes a friend and Marge enjoys the almost iconic floats. Our broadcast is brought to you today by Costington's Department Store, the thing downtown that's open right next to the men's shelter. Rusty the Clown. Ah, Springfield gets the lamest balloons. Are you kidding? There's Funky Winkerbean. Over here, Funky. <gasps> Look, it's a Noid. Avoid the Noid. He ruins pizzas. Hey, lady, Santa Claus is going to be here, right? He just has to. Something tells me he is. Don't touch me. Nothing gives you that right. Say, Lisa, do you like gingerbread? No, not really. Well, then you'll love this next float. It's an all-gingerbread desk set. I love that clip. Just the line of the orphan boy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the right to touch me. Nothing gives you that right. Which is so funny. I mean, not funny, but is it ironic, do you think, that an episode where Homer is being violated, the kid brings up the point. Yeah. That no one has that right to violate you. But good on the kid for understanding consent at such a young age and standing up for himself. <laughs> I just love that for some reason Santa Claus has to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Marge with the funky winker bean. And the... Yeah. I also like the Lisa Gibbons uh, reading of it's the thing that open that's open downtown and it's next to the men's shelter. Yeah. Yeah. Fun clip. Fun clip. Good clip. Um, also, oh, yeah. That's a place. Oh, Steve, we're, uh, we're sponsored by Great Clips today. Oh, yes. Whenever I get my haircut, I always go to Great Clips. The great place for good haircuts. Uh, offer code, promo code, Steve. Uh, snip, snip. <laughs> it's also for our spay and neutering from the Oregon Humane Society. Uh, offer code, snip, snip. That moil for uh, circumcisions. Yep, snip, snip, keep the tip. Um, hey, Steve. Mm-hmm. Did you know that uh, Rusty the Clown, that balloon there, is a reference to Rusty Nails? It's a popular TV clown in the 60s in Portland, Oregon. Hmm. Hey, that's the place where we are. Yeah, I wonder why they chose Portland, Oregon's Rusty Nails. Huh, because Rusty Nails is such a cute name for a clown. <laughs> I'm just saying because uh, well, the substance creator, of course, is from, uh, what's his name? Matt Groening. Yeah, is he on the podcast this week? Uh-huh. Let's say no. Well, next up, it's uh, Santa's and his float. And Santa's tossing the toys to some boys and girls of the Springfield. As the children cheer, they receive their presents. And true to form, Ralph just, you know, lets the rap gift hit him on the head. And Homer shouts, ho, 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 and marry everyone. So he's really about uh, inclusivity. Sure. He wants everyone to marry each other. Yeah, why not? It's a different kind of Mary, but um, so all is gleeful until a skull and crossbones flag appears behind Homer and Mr. Burns wearing Captain Crunch's hat for some reason <laughs> hops on the floats and uh, Homer's floats. And Homer states that he's no longer a prank monkey to Burns. Yes, but Homer's declaration falls on Monty's deaf ears as he sees Homer playing Father Christmas as an opportunity to bend this town over his knee and give the pranking it'll never forget. Burns whispers his diabolical plan to uh, Homer in classic cartoon form. And Kent Brockman introduces a float saluting the Native Americans who taught us how to celebrate Thanksgiving 
And the float is in pretty poor taste using the uh, Cleveland baseball team's Chief Wahoo as the head. And as Lisa Gibbons points out, the paper mache is comprised entirely of broken treaties. Oof. Yeah, I think that uh, that's the worst scene. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Even the Cle- Cleveland Indians don't use uh, that logo anymore. Are they still called the Cleveland Indians? They should be called the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, I, I still say every baseball team should just be city baseball team. <laughs> It's fun. It's cleaner. Um, so there's called the Chicago's. Yeah. But there's two Chicago's. There's the Cubs and the White Sox. There's like a uh, racist Chicago and slightly <laughs> less racist Chicago. Uh, how about the New York Mets and Yankees? The money team and the loser team. It's easy. <laughs> uh, how about uh, uh, Los Angeles? There's like 20 baseball teams. We got like the the Angels. You got, you got the Dodgers and then the who the hell cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy. So Homer adamantly refuses Mr. Burns' offer to play a prank on the people of Springfield, even as the old wealthy tycoon offers $1 million. And let's see what uh, Kent and Lisa have to say. And here's the float everyone's been waiting for. Yes, whether you're Christian or just non-Jewish, everybody loves Santa Claus. Oh, he was supposed to be throwing out toys, but he seems to be hurling some sort of candy treats, Lisa. Wait a minute, Kent. That is not candy. That's fish guts. There's Santa! Over here, Santa! What did I do? Ah, the doctor said I could take this patch off five minutes a day. Hey, that's just enough time to see Santa Claus. Ah, why, Santa, why? Oh, no. Here come the gulls. Sold your soul. Not yet, honey. Dad! But if you're here, who's that on the float? Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! What's going on? Let's just say Lisa gave me an early Christmas present. The gift of dignity. It's a nice little homage to the film The Birds. And we get a fun callback to uh, Lenny and his eyes. Yeah. (laughs) I like how Carl calls him Santa Claus. I know, that's cute. This is an episode. It sure is. I am. I need to collect my thoughts before we further discuss the rest of this. The same. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, let's take a break and then we'll talk about Homer versus Dignity. All right. We'll We'll be be right back. And we're back, Steve. Let's wrap up this episode. Let's talk about our favorite quotes, visual gags, maybe something that we want to brand on a shirt. And uh, we'll uh, have our final thoughts here. Sounds like a plan. All right. How about something that we would brand? Do do a tattoo or shirt? What's something from this episode that uh, you might like on a shirt or tattoo? I'm going to stop saying stuff. Um, Oh, my initial thought was a T-shirt that had the definition of conquer. (laughs) I thought that. The word of the day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to make my own shirt. It's going to be Sheba's Financial Panther. And this is a picture of the uh, Financial Panther. I thought that one too. Um, but then I thought, well, that's what Steve wants because he always loved that quote. So that's probably your favorite quote too, but we'll get to that. I like a depressed Simpson family as the mariachi band for some reason. 
I do enjoy how dead Marge's eyes are. Well, all of them, except for Maggie. Yeah. Maggie is fine because she's in a sombrero too, which is pretty cute. But it's also a really silly scene. Uh, mm. I, I do like the Shiva thing, Shiva thing as well. Uh, I'm not going to get Homer with a panda bear. Uh, that's what you thought I would get, right? Mm-hmm. Or Homer in a diaper <laughs> saying I had a boom boom. <laughs> I just want a picture of Lenny holding his eye just saying, my eye. I'm, my doctor says I'm not supposed to get pudding in it. I like it. There we go. That's my shirt. Lenny and pudding. Speaking nice. of Lenny and pudding, I guess it might be my favorite quote of the show, too. It's a pretty good quote. Um, There's at least like six good quotes in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh he's a war a war hero yep uh, let's decorate him that's a great line uh the little kid talking about consent is really funny to me i know it's a silly line too but when burns is talking about smithers and saying uh smithers doesn't know anything about being gay <laughs> and even though it's recycled the new mexico joke is still funny yep it's speaking of new mexico the guy in the in the uh watching the the play saying uh, and this is better than a movie how yeah that's really good hmm also just lindsey nagel being like <laughs> yep that too scene. stupid <laughs> homer throwing the cards mm-hmm. the credit cards also uh him being making it like that he was a deaf mute yep and her that, being like i've been talking to you for the past 20 minutes the uh cossington's uh stroke victim yes yes his whole scene there also mr cossington himself uh <laughs> being a shoe-smelling pervert. You know, it goes back to what we use all the time. And I got to say, it's Homer confusing financial planner with financial panther. It's so silly. Yep. So dumb. I think that's the quote from this episode because we've used that so many times. Yeah, I think that if you if we were to take any one thing from this episode, when I found out that that joke was from this episode, that's all I could think about because that was the thing that stuck with me, you know, 21 years later. Right. You know, we would talk about as friends like our financial woes, like, like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I can afford rent this month or whatever. And we'd be like, well, maybe you should consult a financial panther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so that would always alleviate the situation when you're talking about money because it's always a stressful thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that wins. I agree. Do we talk about MVJs? Because even though that line's great, Homer's kind of funny in some scenes here, but I still think Lenny for me is my MVJ because that I'll give that. Okay, so my favorite quote would be the financial panther, but my MVJ is just Lenny in his eye. That's pretty good. I think that with uh, even though he's the villain of the episode, I think I'm going to give my MVJ to Mr. Burns just because he is so cartoonishly evil. But we do get some like nice Mr. Burns is Yeah. So let's talk um, like, about that real quick. I guess we'll just talk about how we felt. Like it's weird because okay, we don't I mean, going into this episode, I've seen this episode many times. Mm-hmm. And now just recording this podcast episode about it, I never knew about the magic Christian. So to me it was always kind of weird seeing Burns all of a sudden love his pranks, you know. Yeah. But I understand I could forgive that just for because of it's based off of a movie called The Magic Christian, which I think I kind of want to watch it now. Yeah. So if anything, this episode made me want to watch an old Peter Sellers movie that's like a meh. Like <laughs> put it to like our terms of uh, uh comedic actors like Jim Carrey. It would probably be the equivalent to uh I don't know, uh his you know, Jim Carrey, like the best you think of, like uh, uh Dumb and Dumber, right? Right. So Magic Christian would be like his uh me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, or maybe like a liar liar or the yes man. Right. I always thought it was weird because like it's not kind of the same movie. The, yeah, liar, liar, and yes man. Sort of. One he can't lie, the other one he can't say no. Yeah, it's the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh 
this episode was just kind of fun going back and watching just the silly jokes. Like there is like six good lines. It's an episode that I've watched many times and I will still watch it. Of course, the panda thing is very controversial. And I understand that we've made our statements on the episode. We have, don't condone the the act. Honestly, now it's the, uh, the Chief Wahoo uh, Native American float, I think, is the most offensive thing in this episode. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That being said, I mm-hmm. think it'd be interesting if you were to take this episode and show them uh, an episode that we didn't like from future seasons. They'd probably see, oh, yeah, okay, it's not as bad as we thought it was. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, uh, here, watch this episode. Let's call it a, a Scorpion's Tale. And they'd probably agree with us that uh, this episode's better than Scorpion's Tale. I think you're right. See, The Amazing Spider-Man, number one, was featured in this episode. Homer ate it. The uh, first series, Amazing Spider-Man, published uh, 441 issues. Mm -hmm. They ended the publication in 2013, I guess. Yeah. But they rebooted it. That's what they do all the time. So out of 441, I'll give this episode... 342. 342. That's a pretty pretty good score. You could almost say that that is a 77%. 77%. Hmm. If you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, if you were. Well, Craig, this was a very silly episode, and we did have a lot of laughs. And, you know, controversy aside, I can't help but notice that this is also the time when the uh, family guy really kind of game came into like Fox's prominence, became game game popularity, you know, debuted in January of 99. And then it had the lull, but then the reruns on Adult Swim made it really popular. And I can't help but notice kind of the influence of that style of cartoon in this episode, like a lot of cutaway jokes, like even the Financial Panther that we loved is kind of a family guy thing. And so you're talking about the lull, and I think that you're right, that I think that right now they're just kind of looking for a new direction to take the show in. And they tried a couple of different things, you know, and I think that this is kind of a different kind of episode than we might be used to, where it is a lot more of the kind of stunty, jokey stuff rather than the hard family-based stuff. And so, I don't know, I think they tried, and I think it was pretty good. I, I had a lot of fun, and I think it's... Uh, you know, maybe not like an iconic episode or uh, the most important episode, but I think it's worth worth the watch. And I think it's it's funny to watch how like the humor changes over the ages. And uh, so I think that you know, as we talked about, the average uh, penis size of a uh, <laughs> of a panda male is uh, three centimeters. And so I'm gonna give this a two out of three. <laughs> Uh, centimeters of a panda's penis now that's something all we could put our lips around mouth around what <laughs> there you go hey, you make a good point about the family guy thing i didn't even think about that you're right huh i know people shit on the family guy but you know it's still a very popular show and i'll still watch it dude just for like to get my mind off of things or just be like i need something dumb yeah in front of my face for 30 minutes it does seem like good passive uh, uh, passive entertainment yeah usually i look in the mirror if i want to look at something dumb for 30 minutes but you know <laughs> sometimes i gotta give that mirror mirror break um <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, I wasn't really a fan of the burn stuff, but that's why I forgave it because it's based off of a movie that no one's seen. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go look it up. So, um, yeah. All right. I I think it's it's fine. Yeah. All right. Are we done? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Watch it or don't. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's your life. We're not going to tell you how to leave it yet. Yet. No, we do. Because we're going to tell you what to watch next week. That's right. And to do that, we're going to need that good old-fashioned Wheel of Random. All right, let's give it a spin to see what season we are in. Boop. 
Uh, we have season 18. Season 18. Alrighty, and let's give it a spin to see what episode we're watching. Masturbate. We have episode 6. Season 18, episode 6. Why, Craig, that's Mona Lisa. That's right, Mona Lisa. So, uh, believing Mo to have the tormented soul of an artist, Lisa helps him discover his inner poet. But when success goes to his head and abandons her, Homer vows revenge. Oh, boy. Steve, do you remember this episode? I kind of do. Hmm. I s- do you remember back in the day? Oh, by the way, it was originally aired November 19th, 2006, written by Matt Warburton. Hey, my brother. Yeah, <laughs> directed by Mark Kirkland. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to do a Mark Kirkland impersonation. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Mr. Costco. Yeah. This reminds me, remember back in the old podcast days when we used to pitch episodes? Mm-hmm. This sounds like something we would have pitched. Like, yeah. um, Mo and uh, artists and Lisa inspires them or something? <laughs> it does sound very much like... Uh... <laughs> Just randomly pulling two characters yeah. in an ideal. <laughs> we have not done that bit that we used to do in a long time. I know, because we were trying to fill an, an hour <laughs> of an episode. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Maybe maybe someday we'll we'll pitch an episode again. Yeah, perhaps. I really don't really remember this episode that much. I think it's because the episode I'm thinking of is one we already reviewed, but it's Marge and with the prisoner played by Michael Keaton. <laughs> Oh yeah, Poodle Pratt. But that's artist. But yeah. But now he wants now it's a poet poetry. Yeah. I'm also thinking of an episode where and I might be conflating the two, where Maggie becomes obsessed with Mo. Oh, I remember that one. I see I remember that one. And Mo, yeah, babysits all the time. Yeah, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of actually. Yeah. I, I remember that one. I don't remember this one. Hmm. But after watching this episode with Mo being a creep about uh a panda bear, I don't want Mo around Lisa or Maggie. That's true. Or a panda. He can go to a panda express though. That's fine. Yeah. Mo seems like the type that would uh Oh yeah. And I'm not shaming people that eat Panda Express. I do all the time, but it seems like he probably eats there every other night. Yeah, he would be the one, like, even if COVID wasn't a thing, he'd dine it in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sad. Like, he goes to the mall. No, no, it's worse. No, he, yeah, he goes to the actual store restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> he sits at the Panda Express on a table that has salt and pepper on the table for some reason. <laughs> That's a callback from last week's episode. That's right. And if you're just tuning in right now, we're done with the podcast. So uh, go rewind it. Why are you tuning in right now? Who knows? Yeah, hit um, back 15 like 600 <laughs> times. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know what you can do? You can What's go that? to uh, tpublic.com slash user slash annoyed grunt boys to get a t-shirt or a fanny pack maybe or a bum bag if you're British. Oh, yeah. I don't think they sell fanny packs, do they? I don't think so. All right. Well, get a pillow, get a mask. Always get a mask. Always wear a mask. Mask up, everyone. All right. Uh, did I say where to go? Yeah, tpublic.com slash user slash grumpboys. You can also contact us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, MySpace. Twitter. Maybe. Yeah. Twitter? Yeah. Twitter. It's at 138 Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, go to your favorite podcasting app, leave five stars or the equivalent, and write a review. But you don't have to write a real review. Just uh, ask us a question, whatever you want to ask. That's right. And for this week, I've been half an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been your other half annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And remember, keep watching the skis. Get him, Sheba. 
This is better than a movie. Why? 